Welcome everyone to the Decision Hour. I'm Adam and with me as always, Patty. Adam. What's happening? Well, we were trying to make a new introduction today, but that didn't work. It's failing miserably, but we're going to keep going because uh, that's just what we do. So we're, we're actually, we're switching this show up, like you said, a little bit. And the topic for today, we're jumping right into this. The topic for today is Patty Catter. We're actually, I'm going to interview you today. Yeah. Because we've, 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 you've interviewed me a couple of times and we keep talking about, hey, we need to do an interview with, of you so uh, our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. Uh, but you also have quite a few things that you do behind the scenes with different organizations and, uh, and whatnot. So I'm going to jump right into it if that's all right with you. Okay. Are we going to start at my childhood or are we going to just... Well, well, I mean, why don't you tell, it? you know, why don't you tell everybody briefly, like, you know, where you're from and where you're at now. And I think there's quite a few things that people don't know about you that will surface in this conversation. Probably. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So, um, well, it's for me, it's kind of difficult to talk on air all about myself just because I'm a little bit protective of my family. Um, but I, I, speaking of family, there are some things that I want to address. Um, basically, I was born in Flint, Michigan, mm-hmm. the city where they have the major water issues. I'm sure you've all heard about it. Um, but I moved into a, a country rural setting when I was only in about, I think I was in fifth grade. And so I was raised um, kind of, uh, I don't know, we were, I was kind of middle class and um, we had horses and chickens, but I didn't really have much to do with those. <laughs> um, I have, I don't know, I feel like I need to start the show over. <laughs> no, why? why? <laughs> keep, keep going, because now we got to keep going. This is like bloopers, blooper reel. This is something special now. So you grew up. In, um, you, I mean, listen. You grew up in Michigan, right? Yeah. Um, and you've you've talked a little bit about you know in past shows you talked a little bit about how you met your husband Ken, and and what you guys you know are are doing. The, you know, we've a little bit like that. But let's let's talk about Patty. Mm-hmm. Patty, Patty, and it's funny because I've known you like I mean we're we're basically family. We've known each other for like what six seven years. Uh, I yeah, think, and it wasn't until like last year when we kind of reconnected at, uh, and started doing the show together. And I think in the last year, I've learned more about you in the last year that I've known about you. Like you would think like, you know, a family member, right? And me and Patty, I mean, we talk daily and like one day I remember, oh yeah, I was a, I was a volunteer, you know, I was, I was on the uh, police force. Wait, wait a minute. What? say that again like I like there's she she will pop off random stuff about her <laughs> that you think when you think you know something about Patty and then she'll say something and you're just like when, when the hell did that happen like when, <laughs> right so you just have a lot going on <laughs> you, you do and you're you are and you do so much so you you're a um former police officer right is that is that reservist reservist okay mm-hmm. um and you're very, very active in the military caregiver community. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, yeah that's a fair statement. Um, 
Yeah, my husband, Ken, he was wounded in Iraq when he was serving in the Army in 2007. Um, I didn't realize at the end of 2007 I was a caregiver. I didn't even realize that I was a quote-unquote caregiver um, for, for those that for don't a couple know, of years. For those that don't know, when you say caregiver, yeah. what exactly does that, that mean for the people that don't really understand what that, that title means? Mm-hmm. So a caregiver is somebody who takes care of a friend, a family member, a significant other, a loved one, um, sibling. It can be a child. It can be a parent. Um, somebody who needs help taking care of themselves, either um, because of physical or mental wounds or injuries or sicknesses. Um, with Ken, his was a lot of physical, and he um, also has some post-traumatic stress. So um there's a lot of different types of caregiving. There's those who help on a minimal basis, and then there's those who help on a more um, critical basis. And so that is definitely a caregiver. Um, I have been helping him since 2007, and um, that's not going to go away anytime soon. In fact, the older that we get, I should say he gets, because I don't get older. You all know that if you listen to the show, um, that <laughs> the older that we get, um, the more time is going to probably be involved with his health care as well as right. we progress. Um, but, and, and you, you know, recently, well, let me, let me stop it right there real quick, because I think this is important. You were, like I said before, you're very active in the uh, caregiver community. You're part of an organization, which I will let you say. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to give it away. So, um, and you're a, a fellow, like I said, very active in, in the military caregiver community. And you've recently written an article um, for Heroes Media Group uh, about the, the caregiving. Can you talk a little bit about the organization that you're part of that you've done? Oh stuff yeah, with? And um, then so I'm also, with the yeah. Elizabeth Joel Foundation. Good. Okay. Um, Elizabeth Dole is the caregiver to her husband who was wounded in World War II. Mm-hmm. If you don't know that, they were both senators. Elizabeth and um, Bob Dole were both senators. And an amazing couple, amazing role models. Great people. Um, Great people. And yes, um, I was a fellow for two years and now I'm an alumni member with the Elizabeth Dole Foundation and still participate in, a, in their events and definitely promote. Um, them. They've been very good advocates for military caregivers across the nation. There's five, over 5.5 million military veteran caregivers in the nation. Um, so we need a lot of advocacy. Um, and yeah, I did write a, an article recently uh, for Heroes Media Group about the importance of caregivers thriving because I truly believe that you can still be an individual. You can still keep your individuality and still be a caregiver. Um I, there was a point in my caregiving that I actually felt like I was totally going to lose myself if I didn't start focusing on myself. Um, and I found a lot of tips and tricks along the way of, over the last several years that um, helped me keep my own identity. And, and I'm still able to do things that I love, like, uh, for instance, podcasting. You and I knock out um, in you know, a few hours, we can knock out quite a few shows for our podcast and you're very flexible with me and I appreciate that. What, um, well, you're welcome. And and it's always a pleasure. Um, do you find in the caregiver community, I'm not a caregiver myself, you know, from a military standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm a parent obviously. So I look at that as parenting and caregiver, obviously to me, that's different. 
in in the community, the military caregiver community, do you find it amongst other caregivers that they that they uh, how do I say this uh, struggle with the identity thing like maybe they get so wrapped up with caregiving that they feel like they they lose themselves is that is that something that 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 normally happens and and what are some if so what are some tips that they can do for maybe a caregiver that's listening to the show right now what are some things that they could do to help move past that or whatever yeah i think that it's a dangerous slope if you allow caregiving to consume your entire life. Um, I've even seen some of these um, quote unquote caregivers actually become very codependent. Um, And I've seen mental illnesses kind of arise from caregiving as far as um, some caregivers being way too codependent and using but when you say their, codependent I, and I, forgive me for interrupting but I want to make sure I'm understanding this as well as some of the listeners when you say codependent like they they get so involved in in the caregiving aspect of it that if if they weren't a caregiver they get so codependent on helping somebody else that if if that mm-hmm. wasn't there they would be completely completely yes. lost um, no, they get, they are completely dependent upon their veteran status, basically. Gotcha. Um, whether it's using their veteran as an excuse why they can't go do things, why they can't go places, ah, why they can't um, okay. do things for themselves, why they can't receive a better education, why they can't work, why they can't do this or that. Um, in fact, you can do a lot of things. A, the Dual Foundation actually has a lot of resources um, that can help you through these things, but you can find work at home jobs. You can, in my case, there has been times that I've, I've taken on jobs and I am paid a certain amount of money and I take some of that money and I pay to have things done around my house so I can still work that job um, and still be a caregiver. The majority of my work I try to do at home. Um, when I can't do things myself, I have to hire it out. So. I'd rather take my time and work and hire it out than sit at home and be kind of chained to the house all the time. Um, So, I mean, there's a lot of different things you can do. I hire somebody to do all of our lawn maintenance because Ken can no no longer do that. That was his job before he was wounded um, in our home. Um, He can no longer do the handyman work around here. Um, So I have to hire friends to feed (laughs) in exchange for work. Um, There's a lot of different things that um, he would be able to contribute to that he no longer can do. And um, so for me, my exchange is I'd rather work and be productive and pay somebody to do those things instead of sit at home crying and whining because these things need to be done and they're not getting done and my reads are up to my life, roof. And, yeah, life goes on. You got to move forward yeah. and keep doing it. And, and you definitely yeah. moving forward uh, mm-hmm. with, with, with everything. I've been privileged enough, like I said, to know you as long as I've known you and, and get to know the you know Ken very well as, as well as in the, in the family. Um, and it's funny when I, when, when people ask, well, you know, who's Patty Cat or blah, 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 blah. I was like, she's like a social, she's like a sister. That's a social butterfly. Like she knows everyone and she's got her hands in. And I thought I had my hands in a lot of things. Uh, you do as well. So from the, you're a caregiver, um, and, and you're very actively involved in that community. 
You also have another project uh, that you're working on uh, right now uh, with a a boat. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. It's been a lot more trying than I thought it would be, (laughs) but um, I love a good challenge. Um, You know what I really love is um, I've been helping veterans in the community for over a decade now. And unfortunately, I came to a point where I started meeting a lot of veterans who just expected a handout or they just expected things. And not everybody's like that. I mean, there's, I should say, a small percentage are like that. But over the last decade, I've been working with, you know, sometimes there's several of the same veterans keep coming to you for help for the same thing. So they're like, for instance, I had one who's like always coming to me because he, he said that he couldn't make his house payment, but then he would have um, a really, really poor spending habits. And I tried to connect him to organizations that would help him with a financial plan and all these things. So all over 10 years, like two or three times a year, he's coming to me. I need money. I need help. I need money. I need help. So those those kind of cases were starting to really um, wear me down. Um, and um, I wanted to be able to do something for a veteran who was very unexpectedly, um, or who was very not ever expecting it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I heard this veteran talking about how much he loved deep sea fishing. And I thought it was cool because I know a lot of people here in Florida who like to fish and it, and it is very therapeutic. And I've done a lot of research about outdoor therapy for post-traumatic stress. And so I actually knew that um, his therapy for PTSD was actually going out fishing. Um, he's a, a veteran who's been in um, combat situations. And um, he did not come out and say, I wish somebody would just give me a boat. <laughs> um, he was actually talking about how therapeutic it was for him and how if someday he could ever have a boat, he would love to also take other veterans out fishing because he wanted to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And so I actually literally plucked him out and was like, I want to help this guy get a boat. So, um, I love helping people when they're not expecting it. And this guy was definitely not expecting it. So now, um, I am helping this, um, uh, to do some fundraising and to do some awareness and to do, um, some, connecting here in Florida in hopes to help this man who is a military veteran who was in the Marine Corps get a boat. Patty's got a big heart, folks. If if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome, first off. And secondly, if you've listened to the show for, for a while, we, we appreciate that, but you probably already know and have already pinpointed that Patty's got a pretty big heart. Um, heart's always in the right place. And... Um, She's got a lot of great ideas, and, and, and she's always willing to lend a hand in, in helping um, others. Patty, you're, you're also known um, to speak out about, like, bullying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And you've done – I think we had a topic on this a couple months ago, uh, like bullying and whatnot. I have to look through the archives and stuff. It seems like we, we talk so much. I can't remember all of our conversations anymore, but, um, there, there's a lot of, you know, I, I talk about, you know, uh, bullying, you've brought up internet bullying in the, in the past and mm-hmm. it kind of led us into some books that we're currently working on. In fact, we just finished a, uh, a series called mind shift, um, recently. 
and maybe you could talk a little bit about some things that you're planning on doing here now, maybe with whether it's with the bullying, with the books. Actually, you know what? Let me let me ask you this: What's next for Patty Catter right now? What's in What's in the works that people? Yeah, what What are you working on right now? Because you got you also have a website coming out. Yeah, I've had a website for a long time, but um, it needed to be updated. Okay. It was last updated in 2015. And um, so it definitely needed a fresh look. But also, for those of you who know me, I've worked with nonprofits and I've volunteered for nonprofits for 12 years now in the military veteran community. And I decided about two years ago, it was the end of, oh my goodness, what was technically the end of 2017 that I was going to start scaling back from um, nonprofit work. I had seen a shift in nonprofits. There's a lot of great ones out there, but I felt like so many nonprofits had used my story to raise money for their nonprofits, which paid their um, staff big dollars, which was okay. I mean, I, I get the work that it takes to um, run a nonprofit and all mm-hmm. that stuff. But, um, and I think nonprofits are so important and I don't regret anything that I did with um, any of the nonprofits. They're all amazing. I love all of them that I've ever helped. Um, I can't say a bad thing about any of them that I've ever helped. Um, but there, it kind of like dawned on me that I was discounting myself. Um, I have a lot of things to offer besides um, only volunteering my time for nonprofits. And in fact, I have a very big responsibility to my family since my husband can no longer work and receive those promotions. um, Our income is sort of stagnant if I don't work and if I don't make money. So um, I believe I have a lot to offer. Um, I can offer large corporations even in public speaking and sharing my story and actually allowing my family to make an income off of my knowledge that I've gained over the last decade plus. Um, I believe that not only public speaking, but books are definitely in my future. Um, I've already been... um, co-authors and I've already, you know, done journalism. I've done journalism now since I was in 10th grade. I wrote for Mm -hmm. the Flint Journal in 10th grade. Um, I've been a contributor in several Moody books that were published um, for military spouses. And um, I think it's kind of cool how Heroes Media Group um, started a book publishing company and I have a couple books that I would personally like to put out. Um, Adam and I, obviously, Adam, we're putting out two books this fall. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really excited about that. I think they're going to be awesome books. So that's definitely in my future. My number one priority right now, uh, besides making sure that my family is healthy is, um, the boat. That's the biggest thing right mm-hmm. now that I've got on my plate. Um, that's huge. Um, once I kind of get that done, I'm going to exhale a little bit. I might get to do some fishing on that boat. Who knows? <laughs> That'd be fun. So, I loved, I loved, it. I mean, it, <laughs> and you know this cause I was talking to you earlier offline about taking little bird fishing, mm-hmm. uh, here, here recently. It, it's, it's just, and we're, we're coming up on time, Patty. It, it's mm-hmm. just amazing. The stuff that you do 
as a caregiver, as a podcaster, as an author, as a, you, you're just a good human. Your heart's always in the right place. And it, and it's always, um, I, I, I'm trying to like find the right words. I appreciate you. I know there's a lot of our listeners that appreciate you. Um, you're very hardworking and, and you're just always willing to help, um, other people. Where can people, uh, is your website live right now or it's, it's yeah, it's live and it'll be, yeah, it's live and it'll be updated within a, about a week or so too. So, so we're, keep where, can back, pe- where can where can people find your website? Um, pattycatter.com, P-A-T-T-I-K-A-T-T-E-R.com. All right, so and, and you'll have updates yeah. and stuff of, of where people can like track you, follow you on social media and stuff mm-hmm. like that as well, I assume? Yes. And just to put in here, um, I am very careful about what I put on social media. Um, I've had some crazy people on social media. So um, I don't post too intimate of details regarding my children, um, their families, um, even my husband. If I um, post about him, then it is um, something that will help other people as well. And that's the only reason I post about him. Um, I read one time that a good relationship is not on social media. So I prefer to keep it that way. Amen. Yeah. So my social media is, um, to encourage other people, to empower other people, to inspire other people and to keep it positive. And if you don't do that on my social media, I have no problem deleting and blocking. She will boot your ass quicker than you Mm -hmm. can even blink. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time to waste. No. So speaking of time. Yes, we're up on that. And uh, I appreciate it. Thanks, Patty, for letting me interview you. Thank you. It's so difficult. This is always the Um, and we shot from the hip, which is even better because I think I think it's it's definitely more authentic, and and I think people will appreciate the fact that they get to know you a little bit. And so make sure you follow Patty PattyCatter.com. You can always follow uh, her on social media, um, as well as make sure you're following the show, The Decision Hour, on Facebook and Instagram. Although we need to upgrade update our Instagram page, I'm slacking on that. Forgive me. Uh, also, before we let you go, we've got to give a shout out to our home network, Heroes Media Group. Um, new shows are, are um, surfacing on that platform. So uh, go check them out as well. Simply go to www.heroesmediagroup.com. And that's really it. That's all the time that we have today. We've interviewed Patty Catter, um, fellow podcast host of The Decision Hour. We appreciate her and love her so much. And uh, more to come, so stay tuned. For Patty, I'm Adam. You've been listening to The Decision Hour.